Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, November 9th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the Miller Lite phone line, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're getting ready for the game this week. We could talk a little bit about Marshall and UMass, but I don't know what point we would be hitting on at this juncture. Marshall, for the most part, very dominant in that game. You knew that was going to happen. Marshall stays put in the coaches' poll and the AP poll, so 16 and 15, respectively. No movement there. I didn't think there would be any movement. Not much happening in Conference USA. Almost every game canceled. Grant Wells. He's named Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. We'll hopefully hear from him tomorrow. We can talk a little bit more about that with him. Everything went as we expected it to go. And so the Thundering Herd now getting set. If not already, they were in that mood to start talking about that game. The minute they got into postgame on Saturday, Marshall's focusing on Middle Tennessee. And the game, it's known as the 75 game. And for those of you not as familiar, it's a designation. Uh, It's something that Doc Holliday has really pushed for, and it's now become the game, the 75 game. And on some years, it's the week of, if it falls on the right day, uh, it will be played on the anniversary, if not close to the anniversary. So each year, the game that gets designated as the 75 game, you don't want to play on the road. You don't want to play the 75 game on the road. So, And that happened one time. You played on the date, on the road, and that hasn't happened. So you want to make sure that you know, you're playing that game in front of the home fans. And you know, that's where everyone's focus is this week. It's on the 75 game and Middle Tennessee, the opponent. Uh, coming up, we're going to hear from uh, the head coach of Middle Tennessee, Rick Stock. Still, we're going to get his thoughts and kind of get his impressions of what his team looks like and what Marshall looks like. I thought that would be something we could do today. We don't get a chance to really hear the opposing coach all that often, so we're going to hear from him. We're also going to hear Doc Holliday's presser in its entirety, give you an opportunity to hear uh, what he talked about this week, so we're going to do that. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Also, you can find me on Facebook. Join our page. The Drive with Paul Swan. And uh, we're going to be really activating that group we've got as well. So log on to Facebook, join it. It'll be uh, fun. Fun will be had by all on social media. I guarantee you. I guarantee you we'll have fun for at least one hour a day on social media. So really, this was a, an off week for me. I didn't have the Bengals on Sunday, so I didn't have that to, to really focus in on. It was kind of strange because unless I have a, an interest in a game – I'm not just sitting there watching a random game. And, of course, I thought the Sunday night game would be one. Okay, this will be fun. You know, you got the Saints. you got Tampa Bay. Drew Brees. you got Tom Brady. And, uh, no, that was not fun to watch. So, Sunday night football, a bust. 
the good news is I was playing fantasy football and my opponent had Tom Brady. So a win for me. That was a terrible game, though. It really was. So light night here in uh, sports. We've got Monday Night Football, and, and that's about it. And then we'll uh, start the NFL rotation all over again, and we'll continue to, to ramp up for all the events that are going to be happening in conjunction with the game coming up on Saturday. Uh, we got the news earlier today that Michael W. Smith will perform at the Marshall Fountain Ceremony and at the National Anthem for the game I mean, he's a he's a tri-state legend, three-time Grammy Award winner. Grew up right down the road from some of you in Canova. So he's going to be performing. Here's uh, the deal. The ceremony, if you don't know this yet, the ceremony is invitation only, masks and physical distancing required. Members of the public who want to attend the ceremony are asked to do so. Uh, they will have a virtual link. You can go to herdzone.com and get that. And it's going to be 9 a.m. So if you want to, at 9 a.m. on Saturday, be a part of that ceremony, you're going to have to watch it uh, on a live stream and follow it virtually. And, of course, uh, for those of you who um, can't attend, this is probably going to be the uh, the best way to do it. I'm sure they'll have a replay if you can't get up. Uh, you can't be there at 9 a.m. if you have a problem, if you're not going to be where you can actually tune in. So I'm pretty sure um, there'll be a replay of that somewhere. But uh, follow HerdZone.com for those details. As all that information is going to be uh, pushed out again. Uh, I know a lot of it's come out already, but it's going to be repushed. But that's the big one today. Michael W. Smith's going to perform. Noon kick, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And so this is a this is a somber game, really. I know once you get into the game itself, it's just the game. But everything up to and then after, it's a somber, it's a somber experience. It it's really it's hard to look at this and go, okay, they're playing for this. This is a somber moment in time, and then rah-rah, let's go herd. I mean, that's that's a hard gear shift sometimes, I think. But I see it happen all the time, and that partially is the point of trying to rebuild the Thundering Herd football team after the plane crash was to get to that point where the only thing that mattered, I'm paraphrasing the movie here, playing the game. That's the thing that matters here. And, of course, Doc, you'll hear him later, he puts a lot of emphasis on this game, most important game. You you have a lot of people counting on you for this game because this is uh, the one game that a lot of people circle. If you circle any game, it's this game. You circle this moment. And for a lot of people, this is maybe their their outlet for cathartic release, healing, fondly remembering, because there are still a lot of people who remember vividly what happened 50 years ago and the impact that that moment in time had on a community and a lot of people. The ripples are still being felt across this region. And for a lot of people... There are still a lot of people who haven't come to terms with this and a lot of people who have yet to ever go see a Marshall game after the fact. And you know, that's why I uh, years ago, 
you know, I took issue with some who questioned the ceremony. I mean, the ceremony is uh, not for you. If you have issue with the ceremony, it's not for you. But for those who it is for, you know, it's their moment to to remember, reflect, heal. I mean, you can say a lot of things about it, and everybody's opinion is uh, welcome and valid. But for those who don't value the ceremony, and again, there are those who have uh, spoken in the past, you know, it's not for you. Move along. When we come back from break, I want to hear from head coach Rick Stockstill, get his thoughts on his team and playing Marshall. Then we'll get his question and answer session with the media that uh, follow Middle Tennessee later on. We've got Doc Holliday. We're going to do all of that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, this is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to hear from Don Holliday. Get his thoughts on the upcoming game as Marshall takes on Middle Tennessee. The game is the 75 game, so there will be a lot of focus on that coming up this week, especially with this being the 50th anniversary of that tragedy. And the other part of that is with COVID-19 and the pandemic and the precautions and everything that has happened in the year 2020, uh, it's going to be a more subdued ceremony. I'm not saying it's going to be limited ceremonies, just there will not be the participation in that ceremony there has been in years past. There will not be that opportunity for anyone just to go to the ceremony. It'll be virtual, however. And, of course, the game itself, Doc Holliday stresses how important that game is. He says it's the most game, most important game, mind you, the game that they look to the most playing because of what it means and its significance. So we'll hear from Doc Holliday about that a little bit later on. But earlier today, I had a chance to listen in on the press conference that Rick Stock still holds every Monday for Middle Tennessee. And uh, let's get his opening statements. And, of course, you know, he talks about how good Marshall is. And also, you know, when we hear about, um, you know, his thoughts on Marshall in general, I mean, he's going to talk about the game itself as well. He knows that this is an important game. So uh, here's Rick Stock still from earlier this afternoon. Thank you, everybody, uh, joining us here this morning. Uh, a little different now, you know. Uh, obviously, we didn't play last week, you know, so this will be uh, our first game in three weeks uh, when we play. So it's a little bit different, a little bit unique from that standpoint. But Marshall's got an excellent football team. Uh, Doc is, I have a ton of respect for him, and uh, they've just really, really done a great job this year. They're undefeated. They're 16th in the country, so it's a great opportunity, you know, for us to go up there and uh, play a really good football team. Uh, this is a different, you know, this this game on this date is always uh, special to the Marshall people, and with this being, you know, uh, the 50-year anniversary since that horrific um, accident, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of emotion there and and everything, so. Uh, you know, this game is uh, special to a lot of people there on this date. So, uh, but they've got a really good football team. Uh, you know, they've got the best defense right now statistically in the conference. They're 
giving up the fewest points, uh, fewest yards rushing, fewest yards passing, total defense. Uh, it's a really good defense. They got a lot of guys returning from last year. They're athletic, they're fast, they run well, and they pressure the quarterback. Uh, you know, so it's a really good uh, defense. They're good on third down, so we got to be really good offensively of, uh, of staying on the field. Uh, you know, and that'll, if we can be better on first down, that'll help that. Uh, their offense is, uh, you know, again, they're scoring a bunch of points. I think they're averaging 36 points a game, so they're scoring a lot of points. Um, got a really, really good running back, uh, all-conference back last year. He's averaging over 100 yards a game, uh, rushing. Uh, just a really tough, hard-nosed downhill runner that we've got to do a great job tackling um, and being fundamentally sound there. Uh, Skill guys, the receivers are, are, you know, what they always are. They're good, they're athletic, they can run. Uh, they've got an experienced offensive line. I think four of the five starters returned from last year. Uh, they got a bunch of starts up front. You know, they're big and physical, and Greg Atkins, their coach, does a great job uh, with them. And then I've uh, been really impressed with their quarterback. He's a redshirt freshman, uh, has done a really good job protecting the ball. Uh, they're plus four uh, overall turnover margin, you know, so uh, they're not going to put the ball on the ground or put it in harm's way. So we've got uh, any opportunities that we get, we've got to make sure we get them and uh, take advantage of that. And then uh, again, the kicking game, they're very solid and they always do a good job in the kicking game. I, well, one of the top kickoff coverage units in the conference and uh, they've done a great job, you know, from a punt standpoint and uh, punt return standpoint as well. So, uh, again, going on the road, uh, we got to we got to be tough. We got to be mentally and physically tough going up there, and uh, you know, again, worry about us. And uh, but I'm excited. We've had a good couple weeks. Obviously, uh, the last week and a half we were preparing for Charlotte, and that didn't happen. So uh, we started on Marshall on Saturday, and uh, so we're looking forward to uh, getting up there and playing the number 16 ranked team in the country and um, having a great week of practice this week. So appreciate you guys, and I'll turn it over to you. All right, that's his opening statement. I mean, he, he broke it down most succinctly. He did it in about four minutes. He told you everything you need to know about Marshall from his point of view. So this is going to be a fun game, I'm sure. When we get past the ceremony and everything, and just focus on the game. It should be a fun game. They've had several weeks off, so I know their kids are going to be ready to go. And you'll hear later from Doc, there's a healthy mutual respect between Rick Stockstill and Doc Holliday, and it shows in how they approach the game. You hear the coach that said, look, it's a great opportunity for us. They're a good team. Uh, this game is important. He knows what this is all about, so he's definitely done his research, and he knows the importance of this game to the Marshall fan base and to the team. So they're going to come in here ready, and um, tomorrow, you know, I'll just give you a hint, tomorrow we're going to hear from a couple of their players, and just listening into them, they know the deal as well. But I want to give you an opportunity to hear a little bit about what their media is talking about in regards to Marshall and the team. So uh, it was pretty brief, 
Let me put it this way. We went 12 minutes with Doc today. This thing didn't last very long with Rick, but they got a lot in in a short period of time. Uh, here's uh, Rick talking to his media about this game with Marshall. Do you see that as kind of a blessing, or is that a little bit of a challenge of having two weeks off in a row there like that? Nah, it, it is what it is, Josh. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you, you never know. It wasn't planned. You know, it was a last-minute deal. Uh, we practiced all last week preparing for Charlotte, um, you know, and you, know, you, you get the call in the 12th hour that it's not going to happen. So uh, I don't look at it either way. You know, uh, it's not an advantage because we didn't spend any time working on Marshall. Uh, during that off date or open date there, whatever you want to call it. So um, our guys were ready to play. They were disappointed. We were all disappointed that we couldn't play, uh, you know, because we put in a lot of work, you know, for that Charlotte game. So, but it is what it is. I mean, this, this whole deal, you can't control it. And that's why I always say, you know, we got to control what we can control. And uh, that's how we approach each day. Uh, you know, from a safety standpoint with our masks and everything, and then how we practice and how we play on Saturdays. Coach, you talked about their defense there as well. I mean, you guys since conference play have played really well on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, what have you seen out of Marshall overall defensively that they just do well that they're giving people issues with this year? Well, they're, they're not giving up any many explosive plays. They're not giving up many points. They pressure the quarterback. Uh, they've got a good uh, linebacker, number four. You know, I love him. Uh, he plays, you know, plays hard. He's a good tackler. He's physical. Their secondary is physical. Uh, they just, they get, they, it's a good defense, you know, and, um, you know, they're really good on third down defense, getting off the field. And uh, so when you put it all together, uh, you know, creating turnovers, not giving up explosive plays and getting off the field on third down, you know, a lot of times, you know, those things, you know, are, are the number one deals if you've got a good defense or not. And, uh, you know, so they, they've got a good team. It's not one particular player or one particular unit. <clears throat> they've got a really good defense. Brad Lambert, their defensive coordinator, can't say enough about him. He's, uh, you know, just a, a, an excellent coach and an excellent man. Uh, coach, that's historically one of the toughest places to play in college football. What makes it so difficult to get a win there? Um, you know, they always have a good crowd. Um, you know, it'll be different this year because of the limitations. Um, you know, it's we're busing there. It's hard to get there, you know. Uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's a good, just, they play good at home, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the, you know, the you get inclement weather, you know, that plays a factor in it. But, you know, I think just, you know, overall, you know, Marshall's got a good football team, and, uh, and that's probably the biggest reason is, uh, of anything. I think that was my favorite part of that. The It's hard to get here, but they're a pretty good team, too. I mean, they're bussing up. 
no easy charter to Huntington, right? And you're going to take the bus and you're going to bus up. And I'm sure part of that, of course, is, again, you're trying to save resources and revenue and everything you possibly can. So you're going to have to bus up for that one. That's going to be a tough trip for them. So it's going to be difficult for them coming into Jones T. Edwards Stadium on Saturday. Marshall taking on Middle Tennessee. We'll have it for you. We go on the air. 9 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday. You've heard from Rick Stock still. That was it. That was his entire presser today. This thing went about with everything, you know, I could probably have trimmed the audio here. This is maybe like six minutes or so. That's it. That's his entire presser. No, no, no. We got 12 minutes with Doc Holliday today. You get more with Doc Holliday when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know, I didn't see Mr. Hamrick on Saturday at the game. I don't know if he was uh, already in the box, avoiding me. I don't know what. I didn't see Mr. Hamrick. Hopefully I'll get to see him this week. He's going to be very busy this week, though, uh, all kidding aside. Uh, very um, very important week for him. And, of course, uh, he um, remembers well everything that happened uh, 50 years ago. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, see it all unfold as far as what Marshall has for us this week uh, as a ceremony is coming up this week virtually. And, of course, you've also got the game. And, as I mentioned, Michael W. Smith going to be performing. So all of that's coming up. And we still have a game to talk about. And Doc Holliday, uh, he'll talk about the game, but he also is going to echo a lot of the things that you know we usually hear and talk about during this week. This is uh, an important game. Doc, if anything, um, when he's no longer head coach, years from now when he's retired and he's stepped away from football, this is probably going to be one of the things that you will remember most. Maybe not even remembering Doc Holliday directly, but the fact that you can't go back now. This will always be the 75 game, and Doc is the big reason for a lot of that, and this is important to him. So, uh, here's Doc's presser this week, and he'll talk a little more about how important this game is. But uh, here's his opening statement. He'll name today's captains or the game's captains for Saturday, and then he's going to get into uh, what he thinks uh, about the game this week. So uh, here's Doc Holliday from earlier this morning. Caps for this week uh, on defense is Nazi and uh, Beckett. Uh, on offense is Knox, Sheldon, and, and Millette. And uh, of course, it's going to be critical in uh, those guys, as it always is, to provide great leadership and have a great week of preparation. As we all know, this is the biggest game uh, on our schedule every year. Uh, our kids understand the importance of it, uh, how important it is to our fan base, our community, and our school. Uh, so they got to do a great job with their preparation and, and getting ready to go play this game. Uh, you guys all know I got great respect for Rick Stockstill, and and uh, he's just not only a great coach, but really a great person. And uh, you watch his team, they play extremely hard. Uh, they're well coached. And uh, so it'll be a challenge for us. That quarterback, O'Hara, he just, I mean, he's he's a pain in the neck. I mean, he's watching play and and uh, nobody can tackle him. And he's just all over the place making plays. So it'll be a great challenge for our defense. And, and offensively, you know, what they do defensively is just create pressure coming from everywhere. So uh, it'll be a challenge for our offense as well. So it's going to be, have, to have a great week of preparation and, and uh, get ready to go play. Doc, what is it about O'Hara? I know that he gave you all fits 
you know, last year, like you said, and it seemed like he's not the quickest runner, but but he's elusive and he has some juke ability there to make guys miss. Yeah, no, he's tough. Number one, he's got great toughness, and you know, he just he's he's fearless. I mean, you you watch him play, and I mean, I've just spent the last two days watching him run around doing the same thing to other people that he's done to us at times. So, uh, you know, he's a problem for everybody, and uh, we got to find a way to you know, to get him stopped and limit, eliminate, uh, eliminate their, you know, the plays that uh, he's, he just, he, when, when he's great is when things break down, you know, when he, when things break down, he gets out of the pocket and just makes plays all over the place. So he's, he's a problem and uh, we got to find a way to minimize, you know, the plays he makes. Doc, uh, Conference USA just releasing and making it official Grant Wells, Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, if you would just talk a little bit about him, how far he's progressed in such a short time. Well, I think, you know, obviously he's just, uh, <laughs> excuse me, it's fun to watch his progression, you know, from game one to game two. But, you know, he, he's a guy that just goes to work every day. You know, he does a great job with his preparation and, you know, works it really, uh, really hard at uh, preparing himself to go play. And, you know, he, he deserves what he gets. I know our teammate, his teammates have great respect for him about the way he goes about his business. So just happy for him and, you know, happy for Marshall. Yeah, be- go ahead. Not only that, but him being a local kid, too. You know, I mean, he, it seems like when we talk to him about, uh, you know, what this week means and everything like that, it took on a greater significance with him, and he, he dove in depth about it. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, when we, we recruit them, you know, the first time they, you know, it's crazy because it happened, you know, 50 years ago, and but these kids coming from other places until they get here and we start educating them on the importance of, of this game and our history and what happened – you know, some of them may be here for the first time, whereas in his case, he hasn't. You know, he grew up here and, and uh, you know, understands, you know, the history of Marshall, and it's very important to him, and uh, as is all our players that are on campus at this point, what this game means. Coach, since you took over this program, you have never lost a 75 game. Has that at all sunk in at all? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, we just work – you know, we – and that's you know, we just prepare really hard for this game, and you know it's a game that, uh, as you all know, I've said many times. I mean, it's just uh, it's a game you got to find a way to win, you know. So you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm worried about this year and this team we got coming in here because, you know, like I say, the quarterback with what they do with that quarterback and what they do defensively can create a lot of problems. So we got a lot of work to do between now and Saturday to make sure we're prepared. I know in years past, you mentioned that the team, you know, normally does a lot of uh, activities leading, you know, in this week leading up to the game. Are any of those shifted around or maybe scrapped because of COVID at all? Well, I think the things early on, you know, when we first got the players here in June, you know, we used to run them all up to the cemetery. And, you know, some of those things, you know, we didn't get the opportunity to do. But we constantly talk about, you know, our history and, and how it is, how important it is to, uh, you know, play extremely well because of it. And, uh, but this week, you know, we won't change, you know, what we do, you know, as a team between now and Saturday, because that's just part of our preparation and, and uh, part of our routine. Doctor, is the, the mere, talking about O'Hara, is the mere angle where the quarterback is coming from versus a running back or that, and the on rush, is that one of the things that I remember that with Major Harris, you know, that, that would do just the angle seemed to make the difference there. Well, I think when you get a quarterback that has this capability like he does, I mean, you know, your defensive line got to be so careful not to get beyond the quarterback with their pass rush and that type of thing, because, 
you know, if not, he's going to, and then if you, if you, if you don't get far enough up the field with your you know, edge guys, then he'll create and, and break contain on you and that type of thing. So it's a fine line, you know, and uh, you just got to do a great job. And the biggest thing is, is you better have somebody that can run him down and tackle him, you know, when you're putting pressure on him, that's a spy type guy that, uh, you know, to put a spy guy on him that has no chance of getting him on the ground doesn't make a lot of sense. So you better have, better have an athlete on him uh, when you have somebody assigned to him to try to get him on the ground. On Saturday, their, I think their first drive, they used some trickery, and later on in the first half, they used some trickery. You guys were a little caught out of position. Has that maybe been a focus to to think that maybe the razzle-dazzle from opponents could potentially give you problems, considering yeah, it? You know, I, I think early, you know, early on, you has got to do your job. You know, I mean, if everybody does their job in that particular situation, you know, trick plays don't work if you're disciplined and have great, you know, eye discipline and all those things and and do your job. Uh, when you get an opportunity, somebody – it's a trick play on you. It's chances are it's you're you're trying to do more than what you should be doing, you know. And take care of yourself. Take care of your job and and play the defense. Uh, you'll be fine. So we got to get you know had a couple instances Saturday where, where that didn't happen, and you know sometimes you you can get by with it. In these two cases, we didn't. So we got to do a better job with our eyes and discipline and playing the defense. It's called. You know that Tony Franklin system too. Just you know spreading things out and and. You know, how much more effective does that make O'Hara just because your your secondary spread out is not like the safeties can always support in the run and, and things like that. So it's it's sometimes one on one with him whenever he does get outside. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, and you know, he's got a lot of quarter you know, design quarterback runs as well. You know, I mean it's not just him scrambling around in, in past situations. It's <clears throat> excuse me, they got some quarterback runs, you know, quarterback counters and power and actually quarterback runs that uh are designed to, for him to create problems. And, you know, when you get a light box and try to cover him up out, you know, out in the perimeter out there, then he can be, he can beat you with quarterback runs as well. So, you know, like I say, it's a lot of, he creates a lot of issues and uh, he has for a lot of people. And, and we just got to make sure we do have a great week of practice, a great week of preparation and try to limit, you know, what he's done with these big plays. Coaching all the time you've been back and the, in the years you've done the 75 game, when it's all said and done, come Saturday night, every one of every year, what, what do you think your players get have the most appreciation for? Well, uh, when they can sit back and, and just realize what they were a part of. Yeah, I think just after uh, you know, just leading up to it, you know, we just really they really they hear, you know, they hear the stories, you know, they hear people that have been affected by, you know, it seems like when you're in around Huntington, around Marshall University, there's just so many people have been affected, you know, by that crash and in one way or another, you know, from Keith Morehouse having the opportunity to talk to him and that type of thing. But I think the biggest thing is, 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 is they understand the importance of this game uh, to our community, to our fan base and to our school. And they just look forward to going out and playing their hearts out uh, on that particular day to try to honor those 75 and, and play the way that they expect you to play. Doc, you've heard, you know, for the last, 10 plus years and even beyond that, you've heard different speakers talk about the plane crash and what it means to this community. Who who was the most influential or, or most emotional that, you know, really, really tugged at you whenever you've heard them talk? You know, I, I, it's hard because there's been so many great ones, you know. I mean, you guys have all been there, those fountain ceremonies. I mean, there's just been so many uh, tremendous people that, uh, you know, speeches and what they've said. I think probably for me, you know, what I remember the most may be Keith Morehouse because he's the guy that's probably talked to our team more than anybody else. And 
nobody understands the story and how it affected people like he did because both him and his wife were affected directly, you know, from the crash with family members. So I'm not sure there's a guy out there that has a better appreciation for what Marshall football means to the community, the fan base, and the town than what Keith and his family has. So that's why it's always a special opportunity for me when he gets the opportunity to, you know, to talk to our team. And I know our, 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 our football players and our, and our, you know, the entire, you know, football department enjoys hearing what Keith has to say. And how unique is it to have a guy that, that does, uh, you know, cover your team ob objectively week in, week out, but at the same time is identifying with that program and, and sort of brings everybody together and, and gives them that greater sense of, of appreciation for what's happened here? Well, we're just fortunate to have him. I mean, we're fortunate to have him. And, you know, we're fortunate that he's willing, you know, to come and, and, and spend the time and, and deliver such a great message that he does. So, you know, we, I've always, you know, really appreciate uh, what he's not only the work that he does, but also the message he brings our football team. No, you mentioned Stockstill too. I mean, you all have been going at this thing for more than a decade. What, what's the most fun about getting up with uh, with Coach Stockstill, and what are your your all's pregame talks normally like? Well, he, he's just such. A, I mean, my, my my what I enjoy more than anything else is at the convention. We're not competing against each other. We got a chance to sit down and talk and <laughs> tell some some stories. But you know, I just have such great respect for him. I mean, he he does it the right way. You know, he's uh, you know he's he just, uh, just everything about him, you know, and a lot of you, you, you all don't know him like I know him. And, you know, I knew his son and the whole deal. And he's just such a tremendous person as well as a coach. And, you know, we've been, you know, we go way back to the days when he was at Clemson 100 years ago. So I've known him a long time and just have great respect for him. Uh, coach, last year, I remember the players telling us that they were told or instructed by their position coaches to go and learn who wore their number from that 1970 team and know everything about them leading up to game day, game day and study them. Is that an annual thing or is, is that just a, a last year thing? You know, I don't want to really get into what we do during the week. You know, I think that's something that needs to stay between us as a team. I think that was part, it's been part of it, you know, but we'll have a plan this week that, uh, you know, we'll, that we'll execute. And uh, by the end of the week, our kids, as they already do, will have a total understanding of what this game's all about and, more so right now, it's not teaching what it's about. It's just to remind them how important it is. And, and uh, it's not just myself. I mean, I mean, you got players on this team that are going to do the same thing. You know, leaders on this team will make sure the young guys understand that uh, the importance of it. Yeah, I don't think they just uh, roll up to this week and go, oh, hey, by the way, um, if you didn't know, there was a plane crash. I, I don't think you have that type of relationship with the tragedy. Instead, you know, once you get to Marshall – it's basically in the fabric of that football team, and it's a constant there. There's always something to learn. There's always something to remind you, and this is sort of a, a refresher course this week. You get to know a little bit more, maybe hear a different story, and at the same time understand why you put that number on your helmet, the significance of it. So uh, I think that – is more or less in line with uh, the way Doc Holliday treats this. That this isn't just a oh hey by the way, it's the seventy-five game. No, there's a, a constant uh, weaving of the story and a constant uh, reminder of what Marshall football is and why it came about in the manner it is, which his it has, and 
the ceremony, of course, uh, it's going to be different as well. I mean, it's going to be a virtual ceremony this year. So uh, a lot of different things uh, happening for the 50th anniversary of the tragedy. When we continue, we're going to wrap it up here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Uh, Coming up tomorrow on the program, we're going to hear, I believe we're going to have Grant Wells on the show tomorrow. So we'll hear from a couple of Middle Tennessee players as well, get their thoughts on their matchup with the Thundering Herd. We'll hear from Grant Wells, I do believe. And if you weren't with us earlier, he was named to the Conference USA League's Offensive Player of the Week Award again. So Grant Wells doing work once again, having an outstanding game against UMass. Things get a lot more difficult with Middle Tennessee coming up on Saturday it's going to be a high noon kick. 9 a.m. is our airtime right here, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is going to be an interesting matchup, to say the least, because Middles had a few weeks off, but they haven't had the advantage of of using that time to get ready for Marshall. This, this hasn't been a, a multi-week preparation. This is basically a normal game week for them. They've just not played in a few weeks, so they've had an opportunity to probably heal, rest, not necessarily game plan for the herd, but heal and rest. Those are big parts of football. If you've got a healthy team out there, you know, you're doing better than some. So the Thundering Herd, Middle Tennessee, it's coming up. We've got it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, as I mentioned, tomorrow uh, we'll have more uh, player interviews, so we'll hear – uh, again, I believe from Grant Wells, so I'm looking forward to that one. As uh, It's going to be interesting to see how um, he responds to everything tomorrow, what his uh, take is. I mean, you, you already heard some of that on post-game on Saturday, getting ready for the game coming up. It's significant in different ways. Doc has stressed to the team, and they bought in that this is the most important game uh, on the schedule. Now, I know there might be a few of you that could say, well, what about other games? Uh, are there other games that are equally important? And I would say all games are important, every single one. But I think the significance here is this is a different game. This is, I think this is a game outside the, the norm as far as the schedule. You've got the schedule, but this is a... A one time of this is sort of I don't want to even use the term like a bowl, but this is sort of a a major event in the middle of the schedule. It's a it's a waypoint in the schedule, and the expectations are high because Doc believes you put that seventy five on you don't lose. Not you can't lose. It, no, you don't lose. You go out there, you put that 75 on, you better know what is expected of you. And I hate to think there might be a day where Marshall would lose that game. I hate to think what the reaction would be. I I hope it would be 
you lost, but you did your best. We we're still behind you. You know, because I I've experienced the venom before when things didn't go the way. Fans think Doc didn't do a good job, or things uh, did not play out the way should have. So I mean, there's a lot of pressure on these kids. I, I'm sure they're handling it well, but there's a lot of pressure on them to go out there and win this game because they come out with the mindset, we don't lose this game. And I just hope that if a day comes where that game's played and Marshall is on the wrong side of the scoreboard, that the victory is playing the game itself. And with that, I bid you all a farewell for just this evening and a good rest of your night. Back on Tuesday. We'll do it all over again right here. ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.